Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's still undefeated. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. As always, we will start this episode with our thoughts about the previous week's action. Ryan, what was your first takeaway? All right. Uh, first takeaway for me, the Minnesota Golden Gophers looking good, sitting at 4-0, absolutely dominated Michigan State 34-7. Tanner Morgan was awesome. 23 of 26 for 268 yards and three scores. Mohamed Ibrahim back to his old self, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And the defense just smothered Sparty's offense. So the Gophers, after just one Big Ten game um, and three terrible non-conference opponents, they're the clear favorites to win the West like by a significant margin right now. Iowa and Northwestern are the only other teams um, in the West that are 1-0 in conference play, and we know Northwestern's absolutely brutally bad, so (laughs) kind of knock them out. And Iowa... They could play at Minnesota, and Iowa doesn't look that great. So, division is going through Minneapolis. I mean, still, other teams can win not Purdue. Out. Wisconsin's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, but they. I'm just obviously, it's not like they're odds-on favorite, but they are. I yeah. would say they are odds-on favorite, maybe. Ooh, to yeah, win the West, yeah, I guess it's pretty close. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. Purdue still got a shot, and um. Iowa, of course, Wisconsin. I think all those teams combined probably maybe maybe make it not odds on. But. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I just was taking yeah. a look at FBI, FPI before the episode, and I think according to them, they were odds on, but obviously they're not. Right. Uh, they obviously don't don't always but win. But after their the Big Ten game, they're it's looking crazy strong. That, yeah. 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 All right. Well, my first takeaway is that the Big 12 has become even more wide open. We were already saying how wide open it was. Crazy. Now, the... Two betting favorites to win the conference are 0-1. Texas lost to Texas Tech, 37-34, in overtime. Great win. And for, they lost to the two like lowest teams heading into this season. Well, arguably. I don't know about, not K-State. I, I, was, I know. I'm sorry. I was thinking it was Kansas. But yeah. still, Kansas is now <laughs> yeah. looking good. Um, but anyway, Texas Tech, great win for them. Joey McGuire now has a couple of crazy wins with the Houston game. And now this one, both, both overtime games. And Sark, though, for Texas, could be in the midst of, of a Mike Norvell-like year two, yeah. where he's not on a hot seat, and there's still, of course, I'm, plenty of hope, as we see, you know, Mike Norvell is kind of realizing that right now, but he's feeling a lot of pressure. So, yeah, that's it for them. And then Oklahoma, of course, they were the, the favorite to win the conference, maybe, maybe still are, I don't know, uh, lost at home to Kansas State, Adrian Martinez, who was struggling mightily passing the ball coming into this game had yes. an unbelievable game the best performance of his career five total touchdowns he was good through the air 148 yards rushing that was really how do awesome you actually leave see. a game-winning drive like he never he was clutch I, hey i he i watched the game and i was like i was so excited for him i loved oh him. yeah oh uh, yeah the kid's great i, I mean, that was Adrian's so man. cool yeah he represented himself better than anybody could have imagined yeah, so that was fun to see. All right, moving on. I'm going to say my first takeaway is Clemson, the Clemson-Wake Forest game. Uh, Clemson won 51-45, double overtime thriller. And, you know, it was it was 14 nothing early in the sec- in the first quarter, and you kind of thought it was good night Wake. But they charged, and, and Sam Hartman, man, six touchdowns. He did everything he could. And what I was impressed with was Clemson. They always had to constantly answer Wake just to kind of end up staying in it. And, you know, was is this a sign of Clemson's offense finding a little groove, or was it just 100% that Wake's defense is kind of depleted and not that great? Regardless, I kind of came away somewhat impressed with DJU. Um, yeah. You know, in, uh, he, down seven in overtime, third and six, throws a great pass to Bo Collins to tie it up. The next overtime, same third and six, throws it up to Davis Allen, comes down with it for a touchdown, so... 371 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Like, good for him. It, you know, it's not always pretty, but for him, he, he's been ridiculed. So now we're really going to see the answer, though, uh, this next week when they play a good defense, NC State. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, moving on to my next takeaway. Uh, Michigan, they finally 
played somebody with a pulse, Maryland. Um, I like Maryland. I think they're a solid team. Uh, and I, I, I like the way Michigan looked. Uh, they won the turnover battle 3-1. to one. The defense forced a couple of picks. Um, they had three sacks. Um, and they did pretty well against the run on defense. Um, I thought the offense looked pretty good. J.J. McCarthy had a good game. Looks to kind of have that QB job on lockdown right now. Blake Corum had a huge day on the ground, 243 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I know it, this the score ended up being close, and uh, Michigan was a 17-point favorite. But, I don't know, I just looked watching the game. It seemed like Michigan was the, the, the better team. And I just think Maryland's solid. So I just any, any win there I thought was going to be fine. So I, I think Michigan is, is – we kind of thought this after the first few weeks, but we didn't know for sure because of the, the, pad, the bad teams. But – they're better than I thought they'd be this year, and I still think they have a realistic chance to to take down Ohio State later in the year. All right, that was a rosy rosy outlook of of that game, but yeah, I just you know you're yeah, not worried. I, people, yeah, not worried. Don't people don't want to freak out? It was they they did fine. Well, can I ask you this? Are you are are you worried about Miami? Yes, <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's why that's my reasons. next takeaway. Very yeah. concerned about Miami. They uh, do not look great on. Either side of the ball. They lost to Middle Tennessee 45-31 at home. They gave up passing plays of 69, 71, nice. yeah, 89, and 98 yards. Just wow. insane. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. It's really bad. And the the Josh Gaddis, Mario Cristobal offense, which we've talked about, is is concerning. They had to bench Tyler Van Dyke. Like this is like yeah. last the last half of last year. Tyler Van Dyke was as good as any quarterback in the country in in Rhett Lashley's offense, and now he's struggling. and And like I said, got benched for for Jake Garcia. This is kind of like this is kind of like Cristobal's thing. Like he held back Justin Herbert. I know. And I know. Now I think he's holding back Tyler Van Dyke. Like something's up. I know. They did lose some some receivers from last year, which is big. But still, I I, I think it's has a lot to do with with coaching on that offense because they they, they just should not. I don't know. The yeah. passing game should be better than this. And I would be concerned if I were a Miami fan. It seems like they're not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm moving to uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M. My takeaway is that I- I've never seen an upright doink, uh, the top of the upright <laughs> doink yeah. on a field goal. Arkansas, man, they had the chance to go up one with just over a minute left. And the ball just hit the top of the upright. Like, unbelievable. Because if it goes over, like the ref has to make that judgment call. And anyways, um, the other thing I don't think I've seen is a quarterback try and leap for a score from about the four yard line. And (laughs) that's where the game changed. KJ Jefferson, first and goal. They're up 14-7 in the second quarter. He tries to leap over the line from, from, you know, like he's Air Jordan. He fumbles and then A&M ends up returning it the whole way because Damani Richardson actually kind of stripped it away from his own teammate and took it away for a touchdown crazy play but you're looking at 21-7 with the lead before half ends up being 14-13 at half so that that just changed the whole yeah. whole game and AM pulled it out um the quarterback play for AM still an issue but defense is solid and uh it's just i just in the end of the game i felt bad for the kicker but yeah it's always it is what it is yeah all right uh, last one here we got um Oregon, uh, they, they beat Wazoo 44-41 in comeback fashion. Uh, Wazoo scored a touchdown uh, to go up 34-22 with like 6.42 left in the game. Um, and in that final six-plus minutes, Oregon scored 22 points. Um, Bo Nix led a couple of clutch, clutch drives, um, and they got a, a kind of a late pick six to help seal the deal late. Almost really screwed um, those people who bet the Cougs uh, plus six and a half. You think you're up, you're up twelve with six six minutes left. You got plus six and a half. Oh, you're in. But <laughs> then it got down to ten. Somehow you're like you're down ten, and oh man, I'm I'm screwed. But then all of a sudden they they, they Washington State comes back and scores with one second left to get a nice little backdoor cover. Yeah. I guess is backdoor double. I know backdoor, when, I when know, you're but... up by twelve with six minutes, <laughs> yeah. you, how can you possibly? get a backdoor cover it did not seem possible but they made it happen <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty different they cooked it anyways yeah oregon though man they put up 624 yards of offense in this game remember wazoo was, was looking pretty good they won at wisconsin so you know the winning at the wazoo's good beating byu um they avoid usc in the regular season and the utah comes to eugene so watch out for the ducks yep they are back on track 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of USC, they might not be as invincible offensively as we thought. And then yeah. defensively, maybe not as bad as we thought because that, that Oregon State game did not go at all the way I expected. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I did not think either defense yeah. was going to be able to stop either offense. But USC won 17-14. to 14. Uh, Caleb Williams couldn't get much going. And the the defense played really well, kept USC in the game. It was Alex Grinch's defense that that carried USC. And again, I, I joked last episode that, you know, maybe USC was just gonna win the turnover battle three zero and they'll be, you know, <laughs> this year's Iowa. Well, I was wrong. There was four zero. Four zero yeah. winning turnover turnover battle. What's their net now on the year? They are like? now fourteen they've they've forced fourteen turnovers on the season. They have zero. zero zero giveaways incredible incredible i mean that's, I mean, that's insane. a good offense but the uh but no yeah, i mean defense. yeah there's there's some skill to it of course but obviously it has a ton of luck and it yeah. is unsustainable moving but in this forward. game in this game though their their defense played great like no that no because even aside from yeah in previous games it was like the defense was bad but then they got turnovers so it it kind of worked out uh, but that wasn't sustainable well this game the defense was actually good and they got turnovers yeah. and caleb williams that last drive was clutch yeah, oh, that that, yeah. that play where <laughs> on fourth down and he gets stopped short, like a linebacker just hits him in the back, so stops his forward progress, but then a couple USC linemen come and push-push him for the first it's down. It's that legit. Was, that was, no, it was legal. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, my net, my final one here is the Florida-Tennessee game. A um, couple things here as takeaways. One, Anthony Richardson might maybe still be – pretty good uh he can make some plays with his arm we some of us wrote him off um i was skeptical a little bit but man 453 yards two touchdowns through the air still only above 50 barely above 50 percent completions but had two touchdowns on the ground like super fun player hen and hooker though spectacular uh both through the air and on the ground three total touchdowns and then my the final takeaway with that was that Tennessee, Tennessee, they exercised some demons knocking off the Gators. That's been rare there, losing what sixteen to seventeen, and it looked like they were going to choke away they a tried. for sure win. They tried. They were up thirty eight twenty one with five minutes left. Kind of held them, scored, held them, scored, and then they got the onside kick with like twenty seconds left, and you know, and they're only down five. Florida was, and you just, you know the whole stadium just thought we're going to lose this like on a hail mary, yeah. like it's just going to happen. Yeah, but. They they pulled it out, so good for the balls. <laughs> that would have been tough. That would have been the worst loss. <laughs> when, they yeah. the, oh, when they got the outside kick, even I was like starting to believe. I was like, oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's right, because it wasn't there like four or five years ago. Wait, was it Florida? That threw could, Florida threw a Hail Mary to win, or was it the opposite? Florida threw a Hail Mary to beat Tennessee yeah. in Gainesville. That's right. I think, yeah, was yeah. it Will Greer? No. I no, I don't think so. It was Felipe um, Franks. Oh, Felipe, Felipe Franks. Franks. Yeah, yeah wow. Tyree Cleveland. Cleveland. I think Cleveland. Yeah, I think it. you're right. Wow, good memory, Ryan. Well, great job, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope it's right, <laughs> but I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> Those were Florida players. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were. Uh, all right, let's move on to the. By the way, I, I love Tennessee fans listening are like, "Oh, great! Yeah, they're talking about my team. We did well." And then we bring up the Florida Hail Mary yeah. from five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Uh, sorry the balls are awesome anyway uh coaching carousel we got to move on to because nebraska is open arizona arizona state is open and now georgia tech is open they fired jeff collins that was inevitable what are your thoughts on this opening any candidates what do you think ryan yeah unfortunately for jeff collins it just it had to happen nothing was seeming to improve there they were the same bad team every year it seemed like um other candidates man i i have one that i think georgia tech really really should go after and michael knows who i'm going with right now dion man he gotta go prime time maybe atlanta that is atlanta hello i mean that is just perfect he's and it's just it's a legit i don't think it would be a i mean obviously it's a bit of a stretch coming from jackson state but he's proven it there he's doing a great job and he's recruiting great there he's got you know, a bunch of excitement there. His offense is great. His team's performing well. Maybe he can bring a son with him, which would be <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I, I he's clear number one to me. I'd go after him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he definitely say what you want about his coaching. Like he would definitely lift the floor just because you know he would recruit in that Atlanta area. Um, but 
Let, let's see. Any other names you got to, it's funny. There's a lot of names that are, you see multiple lists. Like there's a wide array of names. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Chadwell also makes a lot of sense. Um, could be yeah. his spot to, to kind of dip into the power five and his, his offense could be fun. Georgia tech fans obviously liked, or a more modern, you know, some Paul success Johnson with offense. Paul Johnson. Yeah. But yeah it's, it's, it's more modern, much more modern. So yeah, they would be, I think happy with it. Um, Todd Munkin knows Georgia, um, obviously the Georgia offensive coordinator. Um, I'm just going to keep throwing this name out there. Dan Mullen did well in the area, Mississippi State, and a little bit at Florida. Yeah. Jeff Collins is available. He is. I've heard his name before, yeah. Mm-hmm. wonder where Probably he ends up. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe where Scott Frost ends up. Yeah, on, on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to... Our week five picks here. Uh, I'll start us out on Friday with Washington minus three and a half at UCLA. Very good game Friday night. It is. Two undefeated teams. Ryan, what are you thinking here? I I should go to this game maybe. I mean, it's Friday yeah. night. It's oh, LA. Man, you think, you I, think you'll be able to get a ticket? I ooh, <laughs> might have to. Yeah. I'd have to pay a, pay a could small fortune at the door. Yeah. Yeah. But the the kid I coached in high school, he's an offensive lineman for UCLA. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, I mean, it's go. a fun game for no, Friday it's, night. It's an awesome game. I, yeah, I wouldn't go on a Saturday because it's just I want to see other games. But yeah. Friday night, it's, I, uh, see what I'm doing. Are you gonna go? Are All you right. actually gonna go? Or are you just talking about it? Well, do it. Do I it. Mean, I gotta find somebody to go with. That's no, you well, don't. I'm not. I've going. been to a sporting event by myself. It's not bad. Well, we'll see. Maybe I can. But I hear you. Somebody to go. I'll see. I'll see. I, I do want to go actually because this is cool. You know, I don't know. I, I would cheer for UCLA, but anyways, um, yeah, three and a half. Washington's favored. So uh, both teams, both teams are four and zero. UCLA not actually as surprising because they've played four really bad teams, um, like very bad. Washington, Washington's the surprise though. Um, they've had a great start to the year. Great, great turnaround for them so far. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the home underdog though in this game. I'm going to take UCLA. I like UCLA this year. I think with DTR, the experience that he has, he's a great player for the quarterback. Zach Charbonnet, tough, tough running back. And then Washington, I'm a little concerned. Like they, they've only played at home. They haven't, they haven't played the toughest schedule and Michigan state's not looking really good. So we, we kind of thought that was a decent win at the time. And I was like, yeah. So on the road, I think it might be a little different for Washington on the grass. It's like, yeah, I think the UCLA has got a little advantage here. So I'll take uh, the home dog. I'm with you. I'm going to take the Bruins as well. But I will say, DeBoer, Penix 2.0 has just been lights out. And the Huskies are playing with, you know, some confidence, it looks like. Uh, but they haven't faced an offense like the Bruins with, with DTR, like you mentioned. Um, so, and Charbonnet's been running so great, almost seven yards per carry. You know, I, I am a little concerned if the Bruins can stop the Huskies' offense, but but I think Chip's offense should be able to keep them in the game here. Three for three. I'm taking UCLA. This line opened... Washington minus one and I guess the early sharp action was was on Washington to move it up to three and a half which I don't know that that surprised me just I, I don't maybe maybe it just feels like a, a bit too much too soon with Washington I mean I love Kalen DeBoer I love how he's transformed this offense but that Stanford game last week would have been closer had Stanford not lost the turnover battle 3-0 like you said Ryan the Michigan State win we're just not sure how good that is anymore of course i mean they dominated dominated them so uh but but still michigan state's struggling mightily so yeah i'm taking the home dog um because i would have thought this game would have been closer to a pick em, and i'm gonna make ucla my lock oh, lock already scares me because ucla is kind of slept walked yeah. in some of their games it feels like but well, yeah south alabama game, had them really. but yeah but hey was, they this is they're gonna get up for it now bowling green a little bit but okay Starting out on Saturday, Michigan is a 10.5 point favorite at Iowa. Rematch of the Big Ten title where Michigan won 42 to 3. This one might be um, ugly, you know, which, which Iowa would actually love, but I'm going with the Wolverines. Uh, Iowa's defense, of course, is outstanding. They won't make it easy on JJ McCarthy in kind of his first big test, but, but he's got Blake Corm to hand it to. Um, we saw what he did last week on the ground against Maryland. And Iowa's offense is just not going to be able to do anything against a good Michigan defense and they're not gonna be able to rely on their defense scoring twice like it did last week versus Rutgers. 
Um, they, or they, are the they? Iowa offense is just <laughs> yeah. They find Iowa's ways offenses. to score. They do, but I mean, like they they scored one offensive touchdown against Rutgers. They scored one offensive touchdown against Iowa State, and that was on a 16 yard field that the defense gave them. So I don't, I just don't think that's happening here. Michigan wins. And those are the only two of the year, right? Or did they have? Or no, they had one other game. Nevada, right? They scored a little more. Yeah, Nevada. Was, yeah, I was talking about yeah. like kind of legit opponents. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good call. Um, South Dakota. Wasn't it South Dakota State that? Yeah, it was South Dakota State that was like a seven to. What was the final score of that? Seven to seven three. three? Something like that. I think. Yeah, and, was, and they had and two it was, safeties. It was two safeties and yeah, and a <laughs> field goal. Yeah. All right. Anyways, moving on. Next game, Kentucky at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored six and a half. Still jury out on them. Yeah, I, that's why I'm going to take the points with Kentucky. I, I think the passing game is is still a work in progress for Ole Miss. Jackson Dart hasn't been very efficient. Uh, so I, I don't think Kentucky is going to have to score a ton to, to keep this game close. Um, Kentucky's O-line has not been good. That's, I think, an understatement. But Chris Rodriguez is returning, so maybe that could help things with the running game. I think this will be a close one. I'm with you, Mike. I've got, I'm taking the points with Kentucky too. It is kind of funny that this is like the quietest Lane Kiffin team I think there's really ever been. Yeah. Like no yeah. one's even kind of talking about them. And mainly, yeah, Dart's been a little underwhelming, but hey, they get their chance to shine now um, just because we don't really know a whole lot uh, about these teams. So um, I do think, though, having Chris Rodriguez back could give the offense a boost. So I'll take those points. Yep, we're all in the seeking, thinking the same thing. Just not trusting Ole Miss yet. Want to see it against a decent team. And that Kentucky receiving core, that was like the the big thing for me entering the season. Is that, is, man, is it going to be anything? And they're actually pretty good. So that, 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 yeah. that helps. Uh, moving on to Oklahoma, minus seven at TCU. Ryan, is Brent Venables going down again? Yeah, I think wow. so. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You sounded so. I know you don't know, but yeah. Uh, Well, I wouldn't be surprised. OU's coming off that, of course, that disappointing loss to K State. TCU's three and O at their first kind of test last week at SMU. They won a on a nice game, and I got to go with the home underdog here. OU's defense really struggled against K State last week, and K State was a team that whose offense was really, really struggling heading into that game. Adrian Martinez was really struggling to pass, but he figured it out against them. So I think Sonny Dykes with Max Duggan, who's looking pretty good. I think he'll play pretty well at QB. Uh, and I think they can kind of keep pace with with OU's offense. Um, and I just think it's going to be somewhat close. I, I, I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going to say TCU covers. I like TCU as well. Um, this is normally a spot where I would take you know, a bounce back game from Oklahoma, but especially since they've owned TCU winning eight straight, but I'm loyal to Max Duggan and TCU right now. Um, he He's done great since he's been pushed back into the starter role. Uh, I like what they did, how they looked against SMU in that rivalry game. Kendra Miller, the running back had a huge day on the ground and we saw how Oklahoma's defense is still a little vulnerable. Um, and I'll be interested to see if they use Duggan a little bit more in the running game since Obviously, Adrian Martinez did so yeah. well against them. And, and Duggan hasn't really run this year, but he's proven over the course of his career that he he can you know be decent with his legs. Yeah. Um, but we'll just see if they can, they can stop Dylan Gabriel and Eric Gray. But yeah. I think they can score enough to keep it close. I am with you guys. This one, I almost made this one my lock. I was back and forth with the UCLA, UCLA one. I don't know. I feel like I'm more confident yeah. in TCU than UCLA, but I already I already said it. I already used my lock. You already so did it. I'm kind of double lock, I'm, I'm, a two lock I episode. I cannot, will, you, will you let me do two locks? You get one. It's a not year? that I feel great about either, like or about the. I don't know. I'll probably go one and one. Can you, can I do a double lock? No. Yeah, then you can claim that you won it's your lock, lock this then. week. It's not a lock. All right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do All it. All right, stick with the Bruins. I had my hand on the trigger too. I almost clicked. I the know button. you were. Ooh. Yeah, you did. I held you back. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Purdue at Minnesota. The Gophers are favored 11 and a half. And poor Purdue, man. Like, they always seem to get hurt by injuries, and that looks like it's the case this year. Brom said he's going to address Aiden O'Connell's status later in the week after he already missed last week. Not super encouraging. Then their top defender, Jalen Graham, has missed the past few games, being evaluated later in the week as well. Same with they have a running back in a quarter, corner out, like, they had to eke out that win against Florida Atlantic. They couldn't pass that well. 
not ideal when you're facing a really good Minnesota defense. Um, Tanner Morgan's been playing well, as we've we've kind of laid out here. Uh, the defense, they're third in SP plus right now. So I'm taking the Gophers as I'm just not banking on O'Connell being there at this point. What was the spread in that game again? 11 and a half. Okay. It's a lot, yeah. but yeah. I think O'Connell yeah. factor is the reason. Yeah, that's a big factor, no doubt. All right, I have uh, Texas Tech at K-State. K-State is favored seven and a half. Um, you know, these teams both just beat the the big boys in the conference, OU and Texas. Um, so the Big 12 is kind of turned upside down for now. Uh, in this game, I will take the hometown Wildcats. I, I really am happy for Adrian Martinez, the way he played last week at Oklahoma, did awesome. And I think maybe that helps them kind of find their rhythm here. Um, kind of keep the mojo going. Didn't really love what I saw from Texas Tech on the road uh, last time out. And when they, I know NC State's got a good defense, but Tech really struggled there. So maybe on the road at K State, they might struggle there too. And I think K State's going to run all over them. They got Martinez and Vaughn. They're arguably the best duo as far as runners in the country. So I'm going to say uh, K State wins, covers the uh, seven and a half. Okay, next game, Oregon State at Utah. Utes favored 10.5. This one just feels like a tough spot for Oregon State. Coming off a heartbreaking loss against USC, they really got up for that game. Now they're having to travel to one of the toughest places to play in college football. Beavers have lost 8 of 9 of their their last 9 Pac-12 road games. And I just see Utah as the better team on both sides of the ball, better quarterback in Cam Rising. Nolan really struggled throwing yeah. four picks yeah, last game look good and if if usc's defense can shut down the beavers then i think morgan scally's group can can do something similar so give me the utes yeah sounds good all right we've got oklahoma state at baylor baylor's a two and a half point favorite michael where are you leaning this was the hardest game for me to pick because we debated these two teams before the the year and it was a hard question of which team is yeah. going to be better True. headed into the year and I, I didn't know then. I don't know now. I guess I'll take Baylor at home. Uh, it was a, a an impressive win at Iowa State, and I like what I've seen from Blake Shapen at quarterback. And I just don't know much about Oklahoma State. I feel like just yet because they've played Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. We just don't have much to go off of. Whereas, whereas I've seen Baylor go to BYU, who you know Oregon game aside, we think is a pretty good team. Uh, go to Iowa State and win. So. Yeah, I'll take Baylor. Yep, I'm going with Baylor too. I, I, like Michael said, they're they they have they're battle tested. I tend to like those types of teams that have you know been in hard fought games and if they pulled one out, which is always good to see. Um, and then if you go back to Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders at quarterback in the tougher games, there's usually has some turnovers that cost him. Um, and he's played pretty well so far this year, but it's been easy competition. So. I think maybe against a good Baylor defense, I think you might see some of the old Spencer Sanders where could could have a costly turnover or two at the wrong moment. So um, I'd rather go with a Baylor in this situation. So last year, Spencer Sanders threw seven picks in the two games against Baylor. Yeah. Uh, but I am giving him a chance to redeem himself here. I'm taking Oklahoma State. They're, they're fresh coming off of a bye week and I know we don't know much about the team, but I'm biting, and I've been somewhat visually impressed with Spencer Sanders so far, so I'm hoping for the good Spencer Sanders. All right. Cool. Well, moving on to our next game. We got Alabama. Um, their favorite 17 points at Arkansas. Arkansas gave them a heck of a game last year in Tuscaloosa, and I definitely think they can do the same this year at home in Fayetteville. Uh, Alabama's a good team, no doubt about it, but They've only played one team with <laughs> a pulse. Strong take. <laughs> a strong breaking statement, news. I know. I know. Breaking news, everybody. Let me finish my thought, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Trey but, laughed first. I just had to jump in. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Um, but they, they've only played one, uh, one team with a decent, with a like that was decent this year. Uh, and that was the game at Texas. And they, I mean, they very easily could have lost that game, which Texas is not looking so good. They just lost Texas Tech. So that's got to be a concern if you're you're Bama here. Arkansas, they've played a few tough teams. Cincinnati, they lost a close one to A&M. They beat South Carolina. Um, so I think Arkansas, I really like KJ Jefferson's ability to run. I think he's going to keep this one interesting. 
They beat. They played so close with them last year. I don't think this is going to be too big for them. I like Arkansas at home. I'm going to make Arkansas my lock. All right. Uh, moving on to Wake Forest at Florida State. Seminoles are favored seven. Big game in the Atlantic. It is. Yeah. And serious note, as of now, we don't even know if this game is going to happen in Tallahassee. Is Florida right. State, they had to cancel classes in preparation for Hurricane Ian. But as for if the game, if it does go, I rode the Deacon Deacons to a cover last week. I'm going to do it again here. Florida State just hammered Boston College, but Boston College looks downright bad this year. Um, they have a terrible offense. Um, and we also don't fully know if Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett from the D-line will be back after missing last week. Uh, and Wake is the opposite of Boston College. They're going to be able to move the ball, as we saw them just put up 45 on Clemson's great D. Um, they do have a weak defense. Jordan Travis and the Knowles will be licking their chops. But but like last week, I think Hartman can keep the Deeks within a touchdown, and maybe even the back door will be open late. All right. Um I, this should be a good game. I'm looking forward to this one. It's, you know, last week you got to be impressed with what you saw from from Sam Hartman. Six touchdowns against that great Clemson defense and kind of made him look like chumps. But, um, you know, things are just a little different. They can be so different from week to week in college football. And I just get a sense that this is going to be one of those weeks where it's just like Hartman was so great one week and then the next, for whatever reason, you're just you're struggling to get things going. Maybe it was just such a heartbreak of a close loss. Maybe you're away from home. Maybe you're on the grass, whatever the the reasoning may be. I think all those kind of factor play in in my head at least. Um, I know Ryan's I, I on like the grass FSU. right now. I yes, yes. <laughs> Ryan's and really look. key on the the grass turf turf today. Yeah, I am. I do. I think it's valuable. <laughs> what's up, what's I think up it's with that? You've just suddenly you're I big, think it's interesting. Big grass, it's like guy. a different game, huh? <laughs> I know. It's. I think you know. Yeah, just it's 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 totally different when you're playing on field turf and when you're playing on grass. Like no, I, I hear you. It's fair. It's it. just it's funny how it's been brought up. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think about it too much, but in my head, it just came up to me, came up to me this week, <laughs> I guess. Another I don't factor. know. <laughs> another, just another factor. But they were both there on the go. road on grass, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, two that's teams right. Did. That's right. So I don't know. I think Jared Verse could also get after Sam Hartman. He's an uh, impactful defensive end for, for the Knowles. And I don't know. FC's got the momentum right now. They're playing. They're feeling good about themselves. I think they're they're ready to go. All right. Uh, I'm going with Trey. I, I agree with what he said. And Sam Hartman plus seven points. Hard for me to pass up. All right. Moving on. Iowa State is favored three and a half at Kansas. The Jayhawks, they're, they're the darlings of college football right now and deservedly so. Jalen Daniels has been awesome through the air and on the ground. But I'm going to lean to Iowa State. They're going to bounce back here after losing to Baylor last week. Kansas, they don't have near the defense that that Baylor has. And um, they give up over 400 yards a game. I think that's going to allow Hunter Deckers to look much better. He'll get it to Xavier Hutchinson. Brock should be able to run the ball well. And I, I'm trying to buck a trend, though, here. Matt Campbell, he's 5-13 and 13 straight up in games where the spread is kind of silly. But when the game, when the spread is between 3.5, minus 3.5 and, and plus 3.5, so kind of those general toss-up games, he's 5-13 and 13 on the wrong side more often only four coaches have been worse in the same time frame Not but frost. i'm saying he's going to make it six and 13 frost oh. was one of those guys yes i can't name <laughs> the other few right now but i did see frost was one <laughs> yeah no surprise yeah hmm. who else would be on there somebody that a loses one. a bunch of close games i feel like mm. in the last like how many and how many years the last five years you said well it's like i think it's the last six years ish i want to mm. say that's interesting. Close losses. Ball State maybe. had a nice stretch where they were losing a bunch of close games. Mm, yeah. So maybe Mike yeah. knew. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have uh, to search it for you, but yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, moving on to the next game, I have SMU um, playing at UCF, who's favorite three and a half. SMU's lost a couple in a row. But to solid teams, uh, UCF playing against a little weaker competition. I think this is going to be a really good game. But I like the quarterback edge for for SMU. Tanner Mordecai is good, and even though it's being played on grass, uh, I do think that <laughs> <laughs> I will have to give the edge to SMU. Like the offense, and uh, just not I'm not buying into UCF right now. Okay, next game we have Texas A and M at Mississippi State. Bulldogs favored three and a half, and this is. The toughest defense AM will have faced this season, so I have very little confidence in their offense putting up points here, especially with Anaya Smith, of course, their big weapon at receiver. He was by far their leading receiver this year. 
he's out for the year. Uh, Ryan, am I boring you? Do you, you, you there's a yawn yeah, there. Yeah, a little bit, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Wrap about it that. up. Wrap it up. Okay. No, well, then, <laughs> I think you see where I'm going with this. I'm going with Mississippi State. Yeah. I think Will Rogers yeah. is, you know, just they've got. I think Mississippi State has the better offense with Will Rogers, and you could argue their defense is just as good as A and M. So, yeah, laying that three yeah. and a half. Yeah. Disappointed with Mississippi State's performance against LSU. That that one yeah. got me surprised. Or encouraged by LSU's performance against Mississippi State. I, that's how, the way I like to look at it. And yeah. leading yeah. into that, LSU now, they're favored eight and a half at Auburn. I'm taking LSU here. They're a little better than I thought they'd be. And Auburn's offense is just hot garbage right now. And it doesn't it looks like it's not going to matter if it's Ashford or Finley at quarterback. They're a hundredth or worse. In passing offense, scoring, sacks allowed, like you name it. Um, it took a miracle for them to yeah. win at home last week to Missouri, oh. <laughs> uh, like borderline miracle. Um, they only put up 14 points in regulation. Missouri missed the chip shot field goal, then, then they fumbled into the end zone uh, in overtime. So LSU, they seem to be improving a little each week. Jane Daniels, he left last week's game, but he's cleared for this week. Played good against Mississippi State, as we just alluded to. Auburn's D, not bad, but I just don't know how long they can hold up and mask the offensive woes. So I think LSU could make it the end of the road for Harson as my lock of the week. Go Tigers. Mm. LSU go Tigers. Tigers. There you go. Yeah, good point. All right, cool. Um, my next game here, uh, well, no, we're all doing this one. NC State at Clemson. Clemson Clemson's favored uh, a touchdown, Trey. Yep, game day's there. I'm taking the points with NC State. I give DJ Uyunglele credit. He moved the ball well last week, but now I'm just really curious if that was, like I mentioned before, because he was playing Wake's defense, or maybe they found some things. NC State, though, they, they have a stingy defense, awesome linebackers, particularly Drake Thomas. Uh, their run defense has been outstanding, too, um, and so that's something to watch. Now, the offense for the Wolfpack, it's been concerning. Devin Leary hasn't matched that success from a year ago. They need the run game to go, but the, the offensive line has had some issues. Um, Texas Tech had a bunch of tackles for loss against them. East Carolina gave them fits. But there's part of me that this is the game that they've had circled and they're going to play their best game in. They knocked them off last year. I say they keep it within a touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, DJU, like you said, he is he's playing well this year. So, I mean, I think we all kind of wrote him off after that first half, the way he looked against Georgia Tech. But but he's been he's been solid and but but I think this is where we we see a big regression against a, a great defense. This will be the best defense he's faced. We're recording this early uh, in the week, so I don't know the status of Clemson's injured players in the secondary because obviously that reared its ugly head last week against Wake. That secondary was horrible. But I did. Right. I, the question is, can Devin Leary take advantage of that? Like you said, Trey, against some some not great teams. Well, I mean Texas Tech has a. a pretty solid defense this year but just in general the all season leary hasn't been great um so i don't think i see nc state winning but because of their defense and keeping a low scoring game i think they'll cover yeah i, I mean I, you know clemson's a seven point favorite so it's hard to predict a nc state victory so i think we all kind of see it the same way i think it's going to be a low scoring game tough defense is going to be played maybe both quarterbacks will struggle a little bit but I think Devin Leary is, I think he's good enough and experienced enough, made enough plays and done it against Clemson in the past to, to be able to move the ball, at least somewhat consistently against Clemson, who might have some after a week after kind of hangover of not playing good defense against Wake. So I think the NC State will find a way to move the ball and keep it close. I see that in 2021, uh, they replaced the grass in Death Valley because there were parasites underneath eating the roots. Mm. So uh, is that a factor at all for you? Does that help or hurt? Um. Oh wait, no, that's Valley. Oh, this game. Grass. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's play, yeah. It's at Clemson. Yeah. yeah, my bad. No, no. MC State plays on grass, so moving to turf. Eh, no, I think they'll be fine moving <laughs> okay. to turf. Maybe it'll help them. They need a little because what East Carolina is turf, right? Dude, I don't. Is, yes, is they grass. are. Yeah, yeah. That 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 grass. logo. Or I don't know turf. Yeah, see, that's it's hard to know. We're going to Carolina see, grass I don't or even, turf. Most schools, I I couldn't tell you whether they play on grass or turf. To be <laughs> honest with you, I feel like East Carolina's got to be grass. No, I just said picture that big logo, and it just for some reason yeah. it feels artificial so to me. Let me yeah, let me pull it up now. Right. We got we got to look this up. East Carolina. Where else do they? 
they play any other road games? No, Texas Tech. Because and... NC State's grass. Your ass is grass. <laughs> okay. Looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like it's grass at ECU. Yeah, I see. Okay, thank you. I thought so. All right. All right. So first game non-grass for them this year, huh? No, Ooh. this is grass. Ah. Clemson is grass. I thought you said they replaced. Oh, they replaced. They replaced the it with old more grass, grass with new, better grass. grass. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> can't can't be, can't beat that. Also, Trey, you're on mute. Trey, Trey's trying to fact check wildly, and then he's just uh, on mute. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's been saying this whole time. This whole time. No, yeah, they're. I knew it. I was trying to tell you guys they're both grass. But, uh, I also, but while I was on mute, I found my stat of those oh, four coaches. Okay, can you can you give us Ooh. hints or something? So Ooh. so here we go. Since mm. 2016. Wait, can so we yeah, enter the trivia like the last... zone? Can we enter the trivia zone? Gary Patterson. Yeah. yeah. TCU. Uh, no, no. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia zone. This is going to be, it's going to be difficult. Okay. But here we go. So it's it's there's four coaches that are worse than Matt Campbell um, against the spread when the when it's between three and a half and plus three and a half. Sorry, straight up. Okay. When the spreads between three and a half and three and a half. So like a minimum. All right. Minimum. There's games. a minimum of ten games where that you know that that falls into that category of okay. that that six okay. that seven point range. But um, so Scott, you guys got Scott Frost. There's three others. Um. One of them is not is an NFL coach now, Cliff Kingsbury. Like, uh, yeah, there oh, you go. He was one in nine. Oh, that's brutal. One in nine. That's, that's the tough. worst. Um, the other the, the other two are still active. One is in the Big Ten. How about uh, how about uh, Jeff Brom? Ten. Yeah. Well, that's a good guess, but no, okay. that I would have probably said him. Uh, I mean. Maybe it's gone the other way now. Pat Fitzgerald, he usually wins close games, but that's true. Yeah. That's a good not, guess, but not no. right. Okay, I mean this is. T- I, mean, I can keep keep hinting. Jo- uh, Jim Harbaugh. No, that well, also another guess, but it's it's. Ah. It, do you guys want to just know? No, it's, no, I'm going to guess one more. Uh, yeah, we got to keep guessing. I'm going to guess. Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, <laughs> still coaching. So, uh, there, yeah, he's still a coach for a Big Ten team. Brett Bielema, but that now he was too far over removed. I'm just naming head coaches yeah. at this point. Tom Allen. Jay Fleck. Boom. Tom Allen. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good Tom one. Tom Allen, uh, three and eight. Uh, I don't know what he mm. did last week. This was through last was last week. They were they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah, they got but, killed, but they were uh, Oh yeah, that's right. They were they not a three dog, and a half yeah. point dog. So so th- uh, and then the final one just had one of the biggest upsets of college football last weekend. I don't think it would be climbing. Um no, it was. Uh, no, don't tell us. It was a, a game that you you covered about the the long touchdowns. Mm. Oh, oh, so wow. Mario Chris Red Stock still or oh no oh it's yeah it's it's oh, Rick oh, Stock okay. still. <laughs> I went oh, the yeah, wrong yeah. way. <laughs> no, it, no, no, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Stock still. So Kingsbury is yeah. the worst. Stock still. Allen Frost and Campbell. Huh. And Campbell now is like basically tied with Frost essentially at percentage, but well, that's great because we might replace this, Frost, so we Mike, could just keep we could keep the the run going. Wow. Mike Gundy yeah. is thirteen and three though in those games. Hmm. He's done great. Like, in close he's ones. really good. Wow. So, all right. So that was our little trivia zone. Nice. Cool. Good one. Well, let's close out this episode with a questionable. You did, did you do West Virginia and Texas? You got one. <sighs> I wanted to skip it, Ryan. Oh, sorry. No, I, tell I, us who you got. I, I didn't. I I actually forgot about it. <laughs> um, no, okay. <laughs> uh, West Virginia, Texas. That's right. So Texas is favored ten in this game, and I like West Virginia because they just had that you know impressive blowout win at Virginia Tech. I know Virginia Tech's not good, but blowing any Power Five team out is typically typically a good thing. And they went toe to toe with Pitt in Week One, and losing to Kansas suddenly doesn't seem like a, a, a terrible loss. So. I think Texas Tech's air raid got the job done against Texas last week. Maybe now Graham Harrell and JT Daniels' air raid can can do the same thing. So I think they'll hang in there and get a cover. And we're not sure if Quinn Ewers is going to be back at quarterback. They've been they've been teasing yeah. us. 
Big tease, yeah. Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. We'll see. I hate that. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on to the questionable finish. ESPN split screen part of college football games this weekend to show Aaron Judge at bats in his attempt to hit his 61st home run to tie Roger Maris for the Yankees record. Thumbs up or thumbs down on this? I'm thumbs down. Um, man, if I was, especially if I was invested in one of the teams that I was watching, I would not be happy. Um, you know, show a pitch or two, fine, but uh, man. And, but I will, I will secretly admit that uh, it would have been semi-cool had he actually hit See, a that's, homer See, that's it. the thing. I think I'm the only person, judging by Twitter, I think I'm the only person that did not mind this. Like, it's, I am on the edge of, I'm not even a big baseball fan at all, but I am on the edge of my seat whenever I see an era judge at bat, just because the crowd yeah. is just a buzz, you know, everyone's waiting for it, yeah. and it's going to be a really cool moment. I know it's not the record, but it's the Yankees record, and, you know, Aren't all the guys ahead of them yeah. steroid asterisks? So, you know, it would uh, it would be cool to watch live. You know, you just changed my mind, Michael. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. You get to see history, right? Uh, maybe. Why not? I mean, Why not? I, I, I mean, for this one, like, I, I guess I would have preferred it if it was, like, the actual record of, you know, like 73 or whatever Bonds got. I mean, now you're just talking about one record for one team. It's like, well... Come on. No, if this, but this was is like the, the AL. Re- it's the AL record, and it's a cleaner mm. era. And it's the Yankees. And it's the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, people did not like it. It was pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. universally no, despised. I, I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Colorado Buffs mascot played solitaire during another blowout loss this past weekend. What would you do to pass the time during a boring loss? Hmm. I'd probably, man. Maybe uh, watch baseball. Watch, watch some Aaron Judge. <laughs> I'd just hang out in the grass. Oh, on the hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course yeah, you would. You love grass. <laughs> uh, Colorado, they got grass there? They seem like a natural grass type. They, no. They do. They have natural grass. But on the, yeah, and then on the hill, don't they have, they have the grass too, right? Well, the hill's like a, it's like rock, but. But wasn't he doing it on grass? He was doing it, like, yeah, like on there, it's like rock or whatever. It's, it says Colorado or whatever. So he was yeah. just Not, laying down on rock? <laughs> Well, he was playing solitaire. He wasn't. He wasn't well, laying down. down. Yeah, it was like it's like it's concrete. It was. It was. It's firm. It's not grass ah. or turf. <laughs> We're gonna have to go to the yeah. tape. We're gonna have to go to the no. tape on this. <laughs> go to the tape. It's not grass. I can guarantee you, it's not <laughs> grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Trey, you're on mute right. this whole time, yeah. by the way. So we're we're pretty sure it's grass. Yeah. No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> so my activity would be probably iPhone word games. I love iPhone word games. I brought yeah. it up on the podcast before, but like like what word bites? I will. Anyone listening, challenge me to word bites. I will beat you. you oh yeah. How do they Game challenge on. you? Well, I'm not going to give out my phone number, so I'm not sure. Oh, you have to have the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if you do uh, have my uh, number, Discord? text me and challenge me. Yeah. Yeah. During a blowout loss, unfortunately, we've had some experience in this in recent years. Um, I guess maybe not recent, but historically. Uh, it's a good way to you know to vent with friends and family. That helps. Don't just boil it. Let it boil. You know, Use that time to, to cry your sorrows away. There you go. All right. Last question. We got to get our upset specials out there. Pick a seven plus point underdog to win outright. Last week, I, I had a heartbreaker. Oh, I took Missouri. Oh, it's a bad beat. <laughs> it's a quite, a, quite a bad wow, beat. Wow. They almost got the job done, but one of the best kickers in the country missed a chip shot field goal. Then Nathaniel Pete. It's no big Nathaniel deal. Pete in overtime was running for the end zone, was right there, inches away, reached out the ball, <laughs> and just dropped it. And that was it. So. Oh. Yeah. Lost that no one. No contact. This week, give me Tulsa to win as a nine and a half point underdog against Cincinnati. Davis Brin, their quarterback, is day to day. We're recording this on Monday. Not sure if he'll play, but I'm hopeful that he will. Um, they played well against Ole Miss last week, and I was unimpressed with Cincinnati. I watched a lot of that Indiana game. I thought the score was a little bit misleading. Um, they just they did not look impressive, especially the run game. All right, I'm gonna take Rice getting ten against UAB. TJ McMahon, he can sling it. Last three games, he's put up some big numbers. They upset Louisiana as a 12-point dog. Not looking as great now, but but still. And then they nearly won at Houston as a big dog last week. Now coming home against a top dog in the Conference USA. Go Owls. I like it. 
Um, well, I hit mine last week. I had the James Madison winning at at uh, Appalachian, nice. which was nice. I like that pick. Yep, that was nice. Easy to say now. Yeah, you did. I, I took it from you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you you were gonna go with it, weren't you? I did. I well, no. It's more like when you picked it, I was like, oh crap, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, this week I'm gonna go with a little bigger shot. I'm gonna take Arkansas, 17 points, but they're playing. They get Ooh. Alabama at home. I don't know. Lock I got a, I got and a feeling. underdog. Yeah, I got a feeling, man. Arkansas's, uh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. All right. They're going to play well. <laughs> All right. It's um, on grass. There you go. Or is it? No, it's no, not. No, I don't think it is. Oh. Field turf. Arkansas, they've, they've got <laughs> field just... turf. Right? Arkansas I don't know, dude. Turf, I re- no? That's that's a blind spot for me. I, I don't know. I, my fe- my gut feeling is, is, is field turf. Uh, we should have like a quiz, you know? See how many we can get. I would fail. I would fail that power one. Power fives, you know? Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like natural grass, and then yeah, it, it wasn't like grass for a long time. They made the change in 2019 yeah. from turf to grass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, back to grass. Yeah. See, I I'm, I was picturing like uh, what's his face, the tall quarterback, um, Ryan uh, Mallet. Yeah, I was picturing Mallet. I don't know why, but I was picturing him, and I was like field turf when he was playing. But yeah, what do you what do you prefer? You what do you prefer, grass or turf? I mean, like what looks better? Yeah. What do you like? I like grass. Me too. Grass. Yeah. I do, but the turf is faster. It is faster, but depending on who you are, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't no, make a, I, no, it I doesn't like, make a difference like for us. You could put us on uh, roller old skates and we still lose. All right. Well, Ryan got one little dig in at Nebraska. So that means that'll <laughs> do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel because in the next couple days, we're going to have an episode with 10 teams to watch out for the rest of the college football season. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.